we all say the moment that clicked was right before our second game. They bring out the Super Regional NCAA trophy and they put it on home plate. And we all look at each other and we're like, this is like, now we're winning. Welcome to another episode of the Quaker Matters Podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Ajela Elmore, Wilmington Friends School class of 2020 and current senior at Moravian University. Ajela, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well and excited to learn more about you today as well as discuss your softball run to the College World Series. But before we do that, um, could you just first tell our listeners when you were first introduced to Wilmington Friends School? I was first introduced at Friends down the road in Wilmington, near like Rodney Square. I went to preschool there, and I went to preschool early there. So I was there when I was like three, I'm pretty sure. So I was there, and from then I've been here ever since. So I'm a true lifer, and I don't know, ever since then I could never leave this place. Having graduated from Friends three years ago, in what ways might you still feel connected to Wilmington Friends and the community? Um, besides my mom working here, um, I still love like all the teachers that work here. And like I there's still people that I reach out to like constantly. Like Ransom, I literally call all the same, all the time, especially now because I'm a sports management major. And you know, I like to pick his ear sometimes. Um, and like just I saw Donnie Morton the other day and seeing him just makes me like always bring back so many good memories And it's just every single time I think about this place I think about all the good stuff that happened and like it makes me want to come back So like when I'm visiting my mom, I just walk the halls like I still text Mary Woodward all the time because I'm a photographer now So anytime like I need help I'm always texting Mary or calling her like SOS because she helps me out all the time I'm curious and you mentioned some folks there Did you have one teacher one coach? that really had a profound impact on you during your time at Wilmington Friends? There are three coaches that I talk to weekly. And it's Coach Corey, the men's basketball coach, um, Erica Brown, the women's basketball coach, and Coach Connors. Literally, those are people that, like, they at like we talk to weekly every single time I come home from the summer. Like I talk, like we go out to dinner. Coach Connors is like a mo- like a second mom to me. So like those are the three that like no matter what's going on, like I always like touch base with them. And like even at my internship, I have like this big event coming, and those three are coming. And like um, like kind of just watching what I put all this effort into all summer. So those are the three that like for like for life, like they are always going to be people that I look at. Now, I'm sort of asking you to reflect a little bit on, like, the initial transition piece to college. Like, how did being at Friends, being a lifer here, all of, how did that help your transition, both, like, like academically, but also as a student athlete, and just all that you have to, like, manage? Yeah, so Friends, I don't know if it was Friends exactly, but it made me so outgoing. And it made me so, like, they teach you how to, if you're in a room with no one, like, how to start making connections really quickly and how to start making friendships because that's how we're ta- that's what we're taught from like age three, like when I got here to the end. Um, so like when I was going to school, I was really nervous. That I wasn't gonna know anyone, and like I was like it's a whole new space. 
but like I was so outgoing and I like on my first day like I like I'm the one that reached out to my roommate like I'm the one that like at student orientation I was like talking to people and like my mom always says like that is really friends like like that's how friends makes us because even like my friends from high school like they are the same way like we are all like the more extroverted kind of people and it's not to say that no one's introverted at friends but it definitely teaches you how to be like how to get into a room and like really like make connections with people and academically friends was the best setup i ever could have had because my freshman year i was literally sitting there and like and we have this like freshman year english class and like all these people like you can just tell that like I was just so much more developed in my English and writing than everyone else. And it made it so, like, I did not, like, have to work half as hard as these other kids. And, like, I know everyone says that from friends, but it's, like, I didn't think it was true until my freshman year. And I was like, wait, this is actually, like, stuff that I've done, like, years ago. And I actually emailed Rashkin one day because we were going through MLK stuff. And I'm like, Mr. Rashkin, we're reading the book that we read in high school. And like, I still have all my notes and I still know everything like front to back. And he was like, I'm not surprised. And I was like, he was like, you probably are dominating the conversation right now. And I'm like, I am only because I've said all these things before. You mentioned at the top that your mom works at Friends and she's obviously a beloved person here at school. And I'm just curious as to what sharing the Friends experience and community with her was like each day, because I would imagine... Yeah, I would imagine that was a really, really cool experience for you. It was really cool having my mom here. Um, everyone knows that like during class or whatever, if I said I was going to the bathroom, nine times out of 10, I wasn't going to the bathroom and I, you were gonna find me in my mom's room. Good or bad, I always went down there and she used to have a chair in the corner and I would just sit there. And like one time, I feel like it was Ration or something. He walked by and he was literally like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just needed a break. I just needed a little break. But having my mom here, like she came to all my games. Like she was like, Anytime I was having a tough day, like, I literally could just go downstairs and talk to my mom about it. And, like, even teacher-wise, like, I don't know, some teachers just, like, they knew, like, they knew my mom. So if I was struggling, they were, they were very quick to tell my mom. And I think that added a little bit extra pressure on me and ended up being good. But, like, I was like, listen, like, like not that they're going to run and tell my mom if I fail, but, like, I'm like, I want to keep a certain standard so it's not, like my mom has to hear anything from my teachers and like she was the first to know anything that was going on but i loved having my mom here it she drove me to school every day never had to drive um <laughs> you know i got here at 7 30 though but like it made me and like the other staff kids like we still talk like me and connor satterfield casey tyler like those are like the two like guys that, like we were friends since like the very beginning and they like i still talk to them to this day and it's all because we're staff kids and in the summertime where we were running around this building throwing marbles everywhere and that's the best part. Diving into your softball and more broadly also your athletic career, here at Friends you played field hockey, basketball, lacrosse, and then also added a fourth sport into the mix in softball. So I guess before we talk about balancing everything and making the decision to play college softball, when were you first introduced to softball. Started playing softball, I think like T ball, so probably like eight, probably like fair like I would play that was the ones where I started playing very, very early, like very small, like T ball with my dad. Like that's the like that's when I started that. So when when you get into high school and are deciding to play those three sports I just mentioned, like what was the decision making process into like, oh, I also have to play softball? and and make this a part of my life 
in addition to the other three competitive sports? In my mind, it was never like I'm like I have to like pick or whatever. I always wanted to play three sports and would never have thought of dropping any of them. And then softball, like everyone like knew that I played softball, but softball was like kind of my getaway. Like I was telling someone the other day, like I could have had the worst softball weekend, but none of my friends really knew I played softball. So when I came to school on Monday, it's not like anyone was asking me about softball. So it was like very like different. So like I kind of the three sports at friends kind of was just like class. It was like it was in my schedule. It was like I never thought about taking it out or dropping it. Like it was like I went to school from 7:30 to four, like four or five whenever practice ended, and that's like kind of my day. But like those sports made it so I never got tired of softball. Also, because I'm very much if I just played softball my whole life and didn't play those three sports, I would not be where I am right now. And like even in college now, my coach knows like I play fall basketball with the with our women's basketball team because he knows that if I just played softball and only did that. He probably wouldn't have me right now because it's like I can't like I like the other sports as like a mental getaway. Like I play basketball because I truly love basketball. So if I just played softball all the time, I'd be like, I can't do this all the time. What went into the decision or yeah, I guess how did you come to the decision that you wanted to play college softball as opposed to playing one of the other three sports? So I actually did this. If you ask Kathleen Martin, I probably applied to the most colleges uh, that she's ever seen. Because um, I was either going to play lacrosse, softball, or I wasn't going to play a sport in college at all. So I ended up applying to like SEC schools, like Alabama, Georgia, all those big ones. I love them to death. And then I applied to like lacrosse schools like Towson and like some like lower division one, division two. But I was pretty good at lacrosse. So like I, I like could have done it if I wanted to. And then softball schools like Moravian, um, like Rowan, TCNJ, like all those like good softball schools. And then, so, like, I ended up applying to probably, like, 15 schools. And, like, my mom's like, you gotta actually have to make a decision at one point about what you're gonna do. And I I just thought about, like, softball, and, like, that was the one sport, like, I couldn't not play. So, like, lacrosse, like, obviously I'm not playing right now, and, like, love, love the sport to death, but, like, if I wasn't playing softball, I would actually probably be really sad. So, and, like, Moravian had reached out to me. And I had learned all about it. And like the coach, Coach Byrne, um, he actually came down to friends and talked to me for three and a half hours. And like that was something that no, I was not going to get at any other, any other school I applied to. So it's like that was just one thing that Moravian was offering that, again, like I would not get at any other school. And like he's came and he watched me play my Tower Hill basketball game on senior night. Like he made it very like personal. And that's what I liked. And up, Moravian ended up being just like him. Like, everyone's very, like, tight-knit. It's just like friends. What do you love most about the sport of softball? Softball, I like the team aspect of it. Like, especially this, like, if you watch my team play right now, like, we are the most together in hype that, like, Moravian softball has been in a really long time. But, like, that's how softball is. Like, cheering. Like, you don't see, like, you don't hear cheering, like, how so- you hear softball cheering on the bench. Um, like, you don't, like... And, like, it's a team sport, but it's also so individual at the same time. So it's, like, you can have your standouts in, but, like, again, you can have a great team and stuff. And that's just, like, I don't know. In lacrosse, you don't get that. And, like, in basketball, you don't really get it. But, like, the at softball atmosphere is just so different. It's, like, even, like, our game days are so much different than any other sport. Like, we get there probably two and a half hours before a game. Like, it's very lax. Like, it's not like you're doing all this, like, movement really fast or anything. And it's just, like, you're preparing yourself, but, like, very slowly and it's so like, and then you get in the game and it's like, it's not like I'm running around the whole time. Like it's very mental. 
Okay, so I think I have all my facts here. You can fact check me though, because you're the one actually like doing the playing. Okay, so in 2022, which would have been your sophomore spring, mm -hmm. you guys go 29 and five, and you lose to Susquehanna in the landmark conference final. I'm not trying to bring up bad <laughs> memories, just sort of just you know making sure. So having that, and then you guys missed the NCAA tournament mm -hmm. uh, because of that, correct? Okay, just making sure. Yes. So what were the expectations heading into this season, knowing that Moravian is a pretty storied program, has had a lot of success, and that you know, not that that was a failure, like you went 29 and five, but just sort of yeah, having that as motivation. I mean, to be fair, like, we do look at that season as, like, a failure. Um, after we had lost to Susquehanna, we had all, like, kind of talked to them and, like, that was the worst feeling that we have, especially coming from my freshman year where I, we were undefeated. Like, we lost one game, one conference game the whole year. So, like, we had kind of been, like, we need to do whatever to get back to that expectation. And then, um, like, just losing in Susquehanna, we had, like, seen, like, the, we like we lost that game. Like, it's not like we were going to say, like, oh, we should have won, should have, could have, would have. No. They beat us zero, nine to three. That was the thing. And we know because our coach made it the password this year to our locker room. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, it was very ingrained in our memory. Um, but this year, like, as I came in as captain, I was like, listen, like, we, we lost last year and it was probably because we had a very big target on our back coming from our fre my freshman year. So like we were like, you know, practicing. Um, I had a bunch of captains practices before we even started. We practiced twice a week with just me, like running through drills, like inside and like even like just doing our stuff on our own. Like that was very big. And that's like we took the Susquehanna season as a failure. So coming back this year, we were like, we're not, first, we're not letting them cheer on like our field. Like we can't let this stuff happen. Like we took it very personal. How sweet was it then to beat them in the landmark final this past spring? Oh my God, it was amazing. And we were like, we, we kind of knew that that was the team we were going to face. Um, they definitely are a number two. They definitely are a great team, like not, nothing against them. But we were like, we are better than them this year. And it's like, we deserve to win. We work so hard. Like. Coming like we were talking about from where we started in our season this year to the end, no one would have guessed we would have we had more errors in our first ten games this year than we had all of the season prior. And like the season prior when we lost to Susquehanna, we finished second in the country, all divisions, with the least amount of defensive errors. And we still lost. <laughs> so like we had this amazing stat and like the only team that beat us was Florida State. And like we're like competing with all these like division one teams and we were like iffy. But then this year we go down to Florida in our first ten games and we have like twenty errors. And our coach is like, We're not making it to conferences this year. Like we all were looking at each other and like we're gonna have a real short season and we're all gonna go home. And we just battled back all year. And like even like um for the top twenty five list, we didn't get a single vote all year to even make twenty five. Like no one even saw us coming. And we were like, we're gonna be an underdog. We're gonna have to be an underdog this year. And we, if you look at our like all our scores and everything, like we fought so hard this year, and like we had to. Like I'm, the, I was the oldest one on their whole like our whole starting team. So like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have all these young kids. Like I have freshmen. Like I have a freshman pitcher that is like still trying to figure her way out. I have a sophomore pitcher that's still trying to figure her way out. Like. Uh, we were like, we're going to have to build real hard and practice really hard to like compete with like these older teams. So that's just like kind of what we were thinking, like compared to Susquehanna, because we had two All-Americans on our team. We had Brooke Ware, who was an absolute animal, could hit the ball 500 feet. And like this year, like you had me and I was like, I'm, I'm, we're going to have to work our way and work a lot harder. We'll get back to your squad making the Supers and the World Series, but... 
I want to stop you here, I guess, and just ask you in your own words, what do you think makes you an effective leader? The one thing that I like kind of strive to be is like, I'm definitely going to be a leader by example. I learned this year that I'm not going to be the leader or like even the captain that's going to yell at everyone and get in your face and make you angry. Yeah, I'm going to expect you to kind of push yourself on that note, but I'm going to like, I'm going to be like, if we're doing a drill, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing it right. And if I do it wrong, I'm holding myself accountable. And I think that's the biggest thing that like um, a lot of my teammates looked out for me for is I was always the one to hold myself accountable. So like if I'm messing up, like in the Tufts uh, Cabrini game during uh, regionals, I took myself out the lineup. I was like, I'm not hitting well right now. And there's someone on the bench that's going to hit better than me. So I was like, I'm just because like I'm your starting shortstop and I've played all these games. That does not right now. I'm not doing my job. So like you can put like put in someone else that's going to like have a better shot than me. And like my coach and I, like we talked about it and he did, we took me out of the lineup for like four games of like the tournament. And then, you know, I got my, like we worked on it and then I came back in the World Series and I had one of the best batting averages on the team. So like that for me was one of the things that I'm, I'm always going to hold myself to a standard. And if I'm not hitting that, then that, like, then you need to put someone else in that's going to hit that. And I, even this year, I told him, I was like, he has like shortstop coming in. I'm like, you can put me in, like, don't just think that like, since I've started shortstop this year, like I'm your shortstop. I'm just, I'm going to compete with the other ones that you bring in and that you have to put the best nine out there at the end of the day. Making our way back to the season, you made to the NCAA tournament after winning the Landmark Conference Tournament, and as you make your way to the Super Regionals, you drop your first game to MIT, meaning that you have to win the next two to advance. And you've touched on this a little bit, but I'm just curious as to like the mindset of the team at this moment when you're presented with you know the seasons could be over in one more game and just how how do you guys or how did you guys I should say in that moment stay so composed and ultimately get the job done after we had lost we had this talk on the field and I wish I could get this clip because there's a cameraman zooming in on this talk and we are all basically like that was the worst softball we've ever played ever and he's like, it was a little awkward because the cameraman's just in here and we're just digging in on each other, digging in. And it was definitely like, a if that was probably the lowest moment of the whole ride to the World Series. But we, I had stepped in at the end and I was like, I don't care what happens tomorrow, but we need to be proud of what the end product is. I don't care if we go out there and MIT just like is the better team. But if we go out there and we make the er- stupid errors, we are not, we're hitting not what we're supposed to then that's on us because they didn't beat a good team. They, they beat us on a, like when we play playing our worst. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't care what happens, just be proud of what we're doing. And like we had two seniors on our team and I was like, this could, like we have to realize that any game now is there, could be their last game. So if we're gonna play bad for them, that's really selfish on us. So I like, I bring in our seniors and they're t- like, everyone's talking and we're like kind of building ourselves up. And we all say the moment that clicked was right before our second game, they bring out the Super Regional NCAA trophy and they put it on home plate. And we all look at each other and we're like, this is like, now we're winning. We were like, before that, there were definitely doubts. I promise you, if you ask people on our team before that game, we would have said we were losing the first game and we were gonna go home that night. But we were, after we saw that trophy, we were like, we are so close. And so we, this is the first time that any Moravian team has been in the Super Regionals. So we were like, we are so close. We cannot let, and we had played MIT earlier in the season. So we were very close at this point. We were like, we cannot let that team over there take that trophy from us. Like it, I looked at my first baseman. We both looked at each other like, this is it. Like, no, 
like there's no like there was no shot that we were losing at all. <laughs> so so all you needed was the trophy at home plate and you were good. Yeah, that's it. That's literally the only thing that you need and then I guess we'll just win every game ever. You guys win the Supers for the first time in school history and then in the World Series you go 1 and 2 and which concludes this incredible season that you guys have. And I guess being three or so months removed from all the excitement, joy, success. And I guess I'm curious as to, you know, if I can ask you to reflect on all the success, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of like how we kind of like, we held ourselves such to a high standard throughout the whole year. And it kind of showed off when we like, when we first got to the World Series, like we, and like, like I said, we grew through the whole year. And that's not even just on the field, like, in our dugout, we were, if you ask Salisbury, we were probably the loudest team that they've ever had to play. And, like, we were so together. And, like, even, like, we would celebrate on the field, like, even the smallest place. But you didn't, you you look at it now and you realize, like, that's how you stayed in the game for so long. Like, that's how we learned how to compete. It's, like, I, like, one of our second basements made an amazing play. And, like, we are literally on the, like, the pictures that we have of all of us, like, cheering. Like, people are in the air. Like, we are cheering for, like, like the first out of like the second inning but it's like if you celebrate those small moments like it keeps you into the game and it makes like you want to make the next play like so we were like that's what it was the whole time like we were in there like even like when we lost to trine like in for our last game we didn't like settle down we scored two like two the last two innings that we played we just kind of ran out of time but like we just like were a battle back kind of team we were never gonna lay over you're currently serving as sports intern at the Chase Field House. What have you enjoyed most about this experience? The thing I've enjoyed most would definitely have to be the connections that I've made throughout the whole thing. Um, my supervisor is Lamar Mason. And if you're in the basketball world, you know Mar very, very well. He definitely has made a huge impact on the basketball community going forward. And I love that I've been able to like kind of be under him this year. And it's like even the small things like just going around like he's a very small business guy. So, like, we go to all these small businesses in Wilmington, and they do, like, all of our stuff. Like, he's never been the one, like, I'm going to order, like, my jerseys off Custom Inc. Or I'm going to go here, and I'm going to go to Under Armour. He's more like, I'm going to go to this small business, and they're going to do everything, and then I'm going to support this small business with my money. And, like, right now, like, we're doing our Czech Rock Leagues, which are a bunch of high school, like, um, basketball tournaments. And all of them are sponsored by small businesses in Delaware. Every single one is sponsored. And that's, like, it just shows, like, how much, like, of an impact, like, he's kind of had on the community to, like, each one has 18 teams. That's 36, like, small businesses that he's reached out to and, like, has gotten to, like, sponsor a basketball team. And, like, given, like, these kids the opportunity to put their name out there, to play basketball, and, like, to just have, like, great competition. We have some of the best players in Delaware playing in this. Like, Gigi Banks, who's going to be incoming freshman at Ursuline. She's literally one of the best players in the country for her age. In actually probably in all of high school. I think she was just around third. <laughs> like yeah. she, she is amazing, and like I know her now, and it's like the connections that I've made, like, like are amazing. Even like since like it's at the field house, like we also know like our official name is under BPG, and like they are a huge, huge name in Wilmington right now. So it's like being able to go to the headquarters over there, meet with those people. It's been like the best opportunity ever. Your sports management major at Moravian, graduation will obviously be next spring. What is the dream job for you in the sports space, assuming that's yes. where you want to work in? 
So I've thought about this very hard and my dream job is to be directors of operation of a D1 football team. Very specific and very like, but like I realized that like I love the operations behind like the team, like team atmosphere, whether that's like planning trips or like planning their schedules or like even athletic directing, like that's the stuff that I think I would really love to do, especially because I connected with our director of operations at Moravian and obviously she's director of operations of all sports at D3. You're not just sports specific at that point, but she, like I would like just shadow her and ask her what she like does on a daily basis. And it's something that I could definitely see myself doing. And I know I want to say in the sports world, obviously, and that's the perfect way. And I know coaching's not my thing. All right. So I knew that was never going to be the route. But I think the like behind the scenes part would definitely be something I would love to do. What's like one piece of advice you might give to a friend student who is looking to compete at the next level? Start reaching out to schools early. I was very late in my process. Granted, I had COVID my senior year, but um, like I just didn't like like I told you before, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think I, I just would have thought about that a little sooner. I definitely would have had an easier ride. But like, it's even just like start visiting schools, start watching sports. Like that was the biggest thing. You don't have to just watch, like don't just watch the sports that are on TV. Go through and like, there's so many schools around here. Go watch a Wilmington University game. Go watch like a D3 game. And it's like, you'll see like, is this the atmosphere that I think I could play in? Don't just like, I think a lot of people limit watching sports to what's ever on TV. And like, yeah, that's best. But like, that's like the high of the high. Like that's like, like don't like just put yourself at that standard. Um, definitely go through and watch and look at different schools and know like figure out what you want to do academically and like you don't like need to know I want to be this major I want to do this that and the third but be like I want to go to a smaller school with like a 3,000 person max like I would like to go in this general area all right transitioning to our mad minute rapid fire segment first question favorite spot on the Wilmington Friends School campus everyone knows it's the window near Clothier's room favorite athlete oh AJ, AJ Andrews, she's an LSU outfielder. Your favorite sport is? Softball. To play, basketball, to watch. Uh, favorite food? Pasta. Uh, <laughs> favorite artist? Artist? Uh, right now, Morgan Wallen. All right. Ring the bell segment. My last question for you. What is your favorite Wilmington Friends School memory? One of the most bittersweet memories was when we had COVID. And we were doing our noise parade. And we, I don't know if you ever heard about our noise parade, but we went around the neighborhood in our cars because we had COVID. So we all met and it was like, we were like, some of us were like crying. Like we were in the parking lot because we're all like sitting there. Like this is like not how we ever pictured our senior year. But it like brought my class together. And if you, I feel like if you ask a lot of teachers, like which it was one of the most like closest classes, they're going to say probably the class of 2020. Um, but like we're all sitting there and we're like some of us are crying but like we're going around the school and we're like taking laps and like the neighbors start coming outside and they like understand what's going on and it was one of the moments where it's like we find like it was the most together moment of COVID that our class probably could have had and like it was just so like meaningful to me and like I look back on those pictures and like we like COVID was the worst for us so we were sitting there and we're like this is the best like this is the most we could have made out of this moment 